Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal, and it is a Sunday, almost Sunday noon. Sunday noon. It's 11.55. I hope everybody's doing well. If you're on vacation or you're retired or you're just chilling, going to school, going to work, whatever it may be. I hope you've had a great week and your summer is phenomenal. And you're out, I don't know, playing in the sun, playing in the water, wherever it is that you are. I am back today because I hit over 200 plays. Okay, listeners, listeners, listeners on my last podcast, which I thank you so, so much. So I said, when I hit 200, I'll do another podcast. And it took know, about two weeks or so, approximately, which is cool. So that's going to be my goal. Uh, once I hit 200 plays, I will do another podcast. Today, I'm actually home because it's warm outside and I don't feel like sitting in my hot truck and baking. I am actually on my staircase, obviously in my house. And... I have been getting the vibe to do an investigation at my house for a while, and I keep like, well, I'll do it, but then it gets nighttime, I get too tired, and I fall asleep, I'm like, damn. So, nobody's home, just me and my cat, and I'm in the staircase because, on the landing, because it's quieter here, I'm not close to any windows really, where you'd hear all those cars going by and all that. So, I have the Ghost Detector app going, which I absolutely love. It's been chatting away. It's given me an an Alexander, an Elizabeth, and an Andrew so far. I don't know who they are yet. And it said mobile, and now it's saying green. Maybe green because of the carpet. And then it said weather blow against me faster. So that was pretty cool. REM pod is on. That, you guys, I'm still trying to figure out the REM pod. It's supposed to be some type of temperature sensor. I don't know. I haven't figured out the REM pod yet. But that's the beeping. Then I've got the ghost ball, and it's on a carpet, so if it lights up, I'm going to be like, holy shit. Let me see if I can stop that. And I've got the K2 going. Uh, And then I also have the ghost box off to my right with brand new batteries in it. But I have to say, I have gotten two messages from two of uh, my, I guess you'd say listeners. And I want to say thank you so, so much. One, I won't say his real name. I'll just call him Chris. Thank you so much for the message that you left me on my Facebook um, PM, DM, whatever you want to call it. I really, really appreciate hearing that. It made me feel really good. Thank you so much. And the fact that you've been listening from day one is phenomenal. Thank you. And then the other one, I will call him Larry because I don't know if he wants me to use his real name. So he's been, the location that he lives is in Atlanta, Georgia. And the building that he lives in sounds pretty darn active. He's been sharing some of the stories with me that's been going on in his his residence that he's li- since he's lived there. Um, it's a it's in Atlanta, Georgia. It was built in 1910, and the whole building is like a skyscraper, and it's made of limestone. So, any of all you paranormal paranormal people out there, you know limestone is a excellent conductor for spirits. I remember the book that I have downstairs, the first one by Zach Baggins, Baggins, whatever you want to call him. He did this whole, well, kind of like a chapter on limestone. And I really didn't know much about limestone. I was learning about it. And then I read his book. I'm like, oh, okay. It's a conductor. Elements. Yes, we are talking about the elements. The app just said elements. Very good. Thank you. It's a good app, you guys. I really like it. And... So anyways, I read the chapter on limestone, and then he mentioned that his building is made of limestone. That is a perfect conductor for elements picture. Anyways, it's a perfect conductor for spirits because um, what it's made out of, I believe, because limestone comes from water, and it has a lot of the energy from it, from what I remember. 
So he has a lot of good story. That's, see, that's the REM pod. I may shut that off because I don't know how to stop that beep beep. I don't know how to. Anyways, if it gets annoying, I will shut it off. So here I am sitting on my staircase on the landing telling ghost stories. And I may, if I have enough time, well, I'm definitely going to have the ghost box on. I'm going to turn this off so I don't want my battery down. And we'll run the ghost box, see if I get any activity up here. I've asked any of the spirits' names that have come through on the app to come up. Visit me, Alexander. Andrew and Elizabeth, if you are here, which I know you are, because your name obviously popped up, I am giving you the... Okay, I'm giving you the... I don't know, calmed. I'm giving you the... Um, authority to come up and visit me right now where I'm sitting. I have all these little devices. This one, you touch that, that'll go off. I got a little ball that'll light up and I've got this other device. None of this is going to hurt you, I promise. It's just so I know that if you are here. Sad thing is, you guys, I have no camera on any of this, so you're going to take my word for it. Um, I do have a camera, but I didn't charge it, so I know it's going to be dead and I'm not near an outlet where I can sit here and charge it and use it. Yeah, I know. That paranormal investigating 101 always have a camera ready a video camera that is okay so anyways stop see i zeroed it out all right on to some of his stories from research excellent yes i did research yes yes see it, it's just too it's not coincidence that this uh app just happens to bring up words that I'm that's around me or that I'm thinking of or that I'm doing I don't know okay so this podcast may be a little bit longer may push it till the 45 minutes that it allows me to do all right so uh, again he lives in a story that a story he lives in a building that's 16 16 stories tall it is a condo it used to be law offices back in the day when it was built in 1910 and it was law offices and offices and things like that. And then they converted it into condominiums, um, which is really cool. Personally, I'd be afraid to live in a high rise. Just because I'm originally from California and earthquakes and all that. Even though I'm in Wisconsin, I couldn't do it. I just, I'd be terrified all the time. Even though the state doesn't have earthquakes, you never know. There may be a fault that nobody's known yet. Nobody's seen until it starts to shake, rattle, and roll, right? So anyways... Well, congratulations, Larry. I'm glad that you like where you live and you live in a 16-story condo. All right, so just a couple of stories. I made some blips here and there. Uh, okay, these are his experiences so far. Once in a while, okay, now, the let me start back. The built, the flat next to him is currently um, vacant at the time of this experience. But what he was saying was that once in a while, he, uh, occasionally they have people go in like a contractor, things like that, go into the flat, you know, maybe like a realtor or something to show the place, right? Um, now, sometimes during the day, he would notice that coming from the corner of the wall that's adjacent to his flat, if that makes sense, sorry, he was, um, at the time he heard this, he's pretty sure nobody was in the building because normally he can hear when somebody's over there, you know, walking around or whatever they do, the contractors. And where he heard this noise is in the corner by a window, okay? So what he's been hearing is it sounds like somebody's, like, putting up a picture, like a, you know, something like that, but it's more of, like, a tapping. 
but it goes on for a while. And, and then all of a sudden it just sort of stops, which is really interesting. If nobody's in there, what's making the tapping? There's not going to be plumbing in the wall, right? And I don't think a bird would be up that high tapping on a window. Maybe a pigeon, but I highly doubt that. So we're going to, that's pretty cool. I like that. And then another one was, he was, uh, let's see. Oh, I know. Another story was that one of his experiences was that he has a, a uh, standing radiant space heater, which obviously you know what those are, right? When it's, I have one here actually that I have. I have to use during winter because it's really cold in my office. Anyways, now this is summertime, mind you, and this happened. His space heater, uh, I believe he said that um, it went on by itself. Yes, it went on by itself. I'm reading my notes, which I took really sloppily, which doesn't make sense because it's summer, so it shouldn't be turning on. And if you guys know radiant heaters, they have that. It's a pretty solid switch, um, so it's not easy to just turn on right anyways so it's in the summer yeah it may be plugged in but why did it turn on during summer click it's on bizarre right i think that's very strange so he actually made sure it was off so there's no issues with that but still that shouldn't turn on during summer there's no way even with the ac on your room has to get pretty damn cold for that to kick in oh hush hush okay sorry distractions uh, squirrel but i'm at home so i can't use that as an excuse right <laughs> um so that i thought was a very very interesting uh situation when you're home and all your click and you're that's just bizarre man totally freaking bizarre but the one that really got me the one that really i'm still i reread it again and i read it again and what happened was that one night he was sleeping he went to bed and all that and around 2 a.m., he heard like a whirling sound coming from his kitchen. Now, mind you, he was half asleep, kind of groggy like we all, all are, right? So he's hearing this noise, and it was coming from the kitchen. Um, he also noticed that there was a light coming from the kitchen. And then what he did is he did get up. Uh, he says pretty groggy at the time because, you know, 2 a.m., right? You're pretty much in REM sleep, and you're out. Unconscious. So he gets up. He goes into the kitchen, and the microwave was on, and you know your, your glass plate in the inside, just going around. Just going around. What the hell? And he also said that no, there was no time set on the microwave. Nothing. It was just... That one was really, really got me thinking. I mean, I'm seriously scratching my head on that and my chin. I'm going, what the hell? I don't... So anyways, I'm sorry. Think about that for a minute, guys. You wake up, and your microwave is going... There's no, it doesn't make sense to me because even if you had a power surge, it's not going to turn the microwave on. I don't think then they'd blow the microwave up, right? It'd like pop. So what in the world can make a microwave turn on with no time, you know, in the display and it just, the plate just goes around and around. What the hell? Even if it was, even if it was, um, like, a an elect, an electrical short or something. I don't know. That's got to be one hell of a short to make it turn on by itself. But then he also said it never happened again. And he did try to turn it off, and he had issues trying to turn it off. It's like it wouldn't turn off. So, I don't know. If he's got spirits or something there, maybe it's just a curious little thing. Maybe it's just a child or, hey, what's this? Oh, look at the plate go round and round, you know? 
Oh, look, it's moving. You never know, right? Some are curious. I, I truly believe um, that a lot of spirits are very curious about humans uh, because obviously they were a human once. Um, but I'm going to lose that. I got to stay on track. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get sidetracked in my mind because I've got so much to talk about. Sorry. So sorry, Larry. Okay. So anyways, he wakes up. He sees his microwave on. It's turning. The plate's turning. And there's like no timestamp in the window. What did I say window? The display, right? Like, you know, like you put in your minutes, right, for, to cook the food. And then he tried to turn it off and it wouldn't turn off. He eventually did get it off. But the only thing he thought was kind of odd is that he did see some ants later on, like a couple days later. He was thinking maybe the ants got in there and maybe messed with the circuitry. Poor little ants got zapped. <laughs> little ant screams. <laughs> Anyways. So who knows? But that I thought was a really, really good story. I It's not really a story. It's it's true. And that's what this podcast I like is true paranormal stories. Hence the name, right? I really did like that. Uh, there's some other stories that he shared with me, which I'm going to hold off for another podcast. Because I, I, I like doing that. He's got so much to share. But bottom line is this building has some spiritual activity. And to be honest with you, it reminds me of like, this is going to sound really lame, you guys. Ghostbusters, right? That building that they were in, remember? Right? Yeah, it's a movie. But it still, it kind of gives you the same kind of like, oh, wow, it's a skyscraper. You know, it's got... It's got some history to it, and it's got, well, 1910, that's good history. And who knows what happened from 1910 to forward. There could have been several deaths or something along those lines. I think he's actually researching that, too. Again, he did share another story with me, but I'm going to hold off. And I will share that on the next podcast once I hit 200. So thank you, Larry, so much for sharing this story. Please keep those coming. Anybody else who wants to share their stories, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. You can also PM me on Facebook. If you don't want to use your name on, on the podcast, just say, yeah, don't use my name, but go ahead and share my story. Okay? So that's one thing. Oh, my God, I'm going to lose that. I'm going to lose a... I'm going to get sidetracked. I did go back and look at my stats, and I have up to... My listeners are up to 52% female. Thank you, you ladies out there. You're awesome. You know, you can do this yourself. I told you that before. You can make your own podcast. And the... States are United States come in, comes in at seventy three percent, Australia nine percent, UK is seven percent, and Canada is three percent. So thank all of you guys in Australia and UK and Canada. Thank you, thank you for taking the time of your day or whatever you're doing to listen to this crazy podcast that I do. That's uh, not rehearsed at all. Just so you know, I did take notes though for uh, Larry's story because I didn't want to keep flipping on my phone back and forth, back and forth. So I just wrote it down in my chicken scratch. But again, he does have some other stories I'm going to hold off um, for the next podcast. Right? Right. That's my Australian accent. Right? Right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. The next thing is, um, as you know, I've mentioned my friend Sarah. She is a phenomenal person. She's a great investigator. Has so many cool pieces of equipment. It's just, good lord, girl. Anyways. Um, she shared... A, I'm gonna lose my my uh, train of thought here. Anyway, she shared an EVP, which I, which was really cool. It was at the asylum, that which you know I've all talked about the asylum before, and she was in the tunnel with a group. I didn't get to do it this year because he never contacted me. Excuse me. So maybe 
steadily, huh? Okay. So maybe I wasn't what he's looking for. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So she shared this part, this podcast, she shared a <laughs> an EVP with me and she was talking to the group and she's telling me, okay, when Destination Fear stopped in, they got that shadow figure, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Well, then all of a sudden you, all of a sudden you hear what a lot of paranormal uh, description is called a class A EVP, where a EVP, what the hell? Class A sometimes means you can hear it, but that's a different kind of EVP. And then there's a class A where it is so clear. And the, the, the one that she shared with me, I have heard that tone before. I've heard the, that, that verbal tone. It's almost like a digital kind of a gurgly noise. Best way I could say it, it sounds like it's electronic. Like, I can't even describe it to you guys. But anyways, this EVP comes through and it says something. And she said, what do you think you're here? And I told her, she goes, right. So as soon as I heard the EVP, you guys... I got an image of an older lady, much older, like 70s, anywhere from 60s to 70s, maybe 80s, gray hair, shoulder length, uh, very, very old in the face, very weathered looking. For some reason, I kept seeing a hunch, like she's like hunched like a, on her back. She had like a, a hump on her back. And I didn't feel anything evil or harmful from her or anything like that from the voice. So that was really interesting that this lady popped in my head I don't know if it was just my mind saying oh that voice has got to go with the lady it looks like this how did my mind know to know to create that image so anyways I shared that with Sarah and go this is what I see this is what popped in my head so that was pretty cool uh what else has been going on house has been pretty quiet I've been in the mood to do an investigation at the house like I said for a while I just uh, evening comes and I'm just like I'm tired I'm not doing it so I'm gonna give this a shot during the day so we're also going to turn on the ghost box. Just going, oops, got to turn this thing on here. I want to go to the cemetery. Climate. I was going to say I want to go to the cemetery, but it's hot today. And what does this app say? Climate. So let's get this going. I am scanning at 250, which I think is what they recommend or whatever. Any spirits here want to talk to me? Fantastic is what the app says. Any spirits, come on through. I'm in my house. You think I get good service? You gotta talk louder than that. Mouse? A mouse? Yes, there was a mouse in this house at one time, but I removed it politely. I put him outside. Uh, what else is going on? Um. Oh, let's see. No, no investigation set up. But you guys, on our Facebook page, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, once we hit 600 followers, we are going to find a place to investigate. Uh, right now we're at 559. We've got a ways to go. But once we hit that, our goal, it'll be phenomenal. We're going to go somewhere. So anybody, in the, anybody up here, come talk to me. Use this device. Use that device. Use any of this. Light it up. Let me know you're here. I mean you no harm. I'm singing. I can never really make these out when I use the ghost box. I can't usually make it out. If I wore headphones, maybe. Come on, spirits. Come up here. 
Come visit. See, it always talks when you're talking. Come visit me. Light something up. Oh. Anyways, back to the podcast. So I also know that Georgia. I know. I actually just recently recently met somebody who never told me, but he's a medium, and he lives in Georgia. So Georgia is very, very Savannah, obviously, um, Atlanta. Very, very hot for spirits, for ghost stories. So let me bring some of these up here. All right. Uh, I'll try and turn this down. Let's put it over there. Wait. There. It's off to the side in the back. It's too bad I'm not recording this. I don't even have my EVPs. Do I have a... I don't have a recorder with me. Do I? No. Anyways, so Savannah has no shortage of hauntings, hotels, inns, and B&Bs. Why do you say that they're always hotels in and in? You guys wonder that. Why are there always haunted hotels, inns, and B&Bs? I don't know. Question everything, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. See, I'm not really fond of the ghost box yet. I prefer my little cat ball over there. It's doing nothing in my K2. And the REM pod. Can you come and say hello? Use this device. Use that device. Use the K2. It's not going to hurt you. I promise you guys should know who I am by now. I'm the one that comes to visit you from the basement. Come on up. Hang out with me. Touch the ball. Remember we were talking to you about a month ago, two months ago, about the ball. You lit it up a few times for me. I was trying to forget how old you were. Yeah, come on up. I'm giving you the, okay, I'm giving you the power. I'm giving you my energy to come and visit me, okay? Prove to me you're here. Do something. Touch something. Alexander came up twice on the app. Okay, Alexander, who are you? I'm going to hold off on doing the story for now. I want to see why Alexander came up. Alexander, are you here? Alexander, come here. This is what investigating is all about, you guys. Alexander. Barn. Alexander, are you here? Come up here. Don't be afraid. Light this up. Touch this. Make those light up for me. Come on, Alexander. Hello. Why do they talk when I talk? If you guys think you hear something that I can't hear, go ahead and uh, message me if you're hearing, if I'm missing something. Incubus. Well, that's not a good word to come through on the app. 
Incubus, like the succubus. Oh, Incubus is opposite succubus, right? I guess, if I, let's see if I can speed this up here. Hold on. There, 150. What's the beginning activity? Sounds like a jam, doesn't it? Come on, Alexander. Elizabeth. Andrew. I heard a noise. I'm losing my mind. I heard like a thud, unless it's my cat. Hello, spirits. Can you say yes or no? Is there an Alexander here? Oh, I did that. I made that noise. Okay. We're gonna let the lit let the spirits play. Go back to my stories. Anyways, back to Savannah. Savannah has no shortage of haunt haunted hotels, inns, and B and B. Please. <laughs> Seriously. Come on up, you guys. Come and hang out with me. I'm just here by myself. I'm not gonna hurt you. Come and chat with me. Alexander, Elizabeth, and Andrew, please come forward. Giving you the okay. Come on up. All right. If you go any, if you go on any of the ghost tours, you're bound to hear about the Civil War soldier wandering the Marshall House in search of his amputated arm or poor Wally, the unidentified body found in a wall during renovations. Aww. You may also hear about the Confederate soldier sometimes spotted peering out of the windows of the uh, Lisa Thompson Inn. Or how Lottie Churchill was driven insane with grief after she she prisoned her mother and is now doomed to haunt the Forsyth Park in Forsyth Park Inn for eternity. She prisoned her mother? Oh poisoned! Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like prisoned her mother, what's that mean? Dull Patty Reed poisoned her mother. Oh my god. Why would she poison her mom? Evil. Hmm. <laughs> And they, then there's more stories. So it goes on. Sitting in my car outside of the Galloway house. Sorry. On East 35th Street to wait out a summer, mor summer morning storm. I had a chance to really look at the old home. If it hadn't already dug into the... If I hadn't already dug into the histories... The home's history before arriving, the thought that it could be haunted wouldn't have even occurred to me. It looks cheerful, which is probably how the owners Keith Galloway and Jim Colts preferred it. Don't you guys love... And miss hearing me flub up when I'm trying to read a story. Frank just came through. Frank, are you here? Give me a Frank. Come on up. Now, walking up the stairs to the front porch, I spot the only clue that there may be more to this home than it appears. Dragon sconce is on the either side of the front door. Suddenly, I'm struck by a mental image of a Gary Oldman's Dracula trading in the flowing capes and coats for Mr. Rogers' sweater to live as a quaint inn owner of Savannah. I hate reading something that doesn't make sense. Keith pops up from the nearby carport to say hello and shows me around the home. He doesn't look like Gary Oldman or any version of Dracula I've ever seen, but he happily explains the history of the home and everything he discovers after buying it. 
Keith tells me that soon after he bought the home in 2005, he met a man who said he'd worked there. He assumed the man had been a gardener or handyman of some sort. He said, I brought the bodies through the kitchen. Anything can be normal, Savannah, but I was unaware my home was lacking a body hauling guy. He said, I brought the bodies through the kitchen. The handyman told him this? Keith, Keith explains that after the shock wore off, the man went on to tell how the house had been a funeral home for a while. Oh, shit. Okay, I thought maybe they were going to say the murderer, right? <laughs> the dining room had been the viewing room, and the back bedroom on the first floor had been the embalming room. <laughs> Actually, I think I've mentioned this before. There's a house down the road from here. Seven houses down from me. That is haunted, and we were going to set up an investigation like six years ago. I had the lady talk to her several times. I even got to do a walkthrough in her house. She showed me these like secret back rooms from the kitchen. It goes into a dining room. Phenomenal, right? And then she proceeds to tell me that the front room of the house, aka the foyer kind of area, was a viewing room. Yeah. And the lady never contacted us back to do an investigation. And the app is saying evening. So anyway, she never called us back. But they've since moved and new homeowners homeowners are there. Back to the story. Decided I should share that with you. This This was certainly creepy, but I never believed that funeral homes are automatically haunted. In my personal experiences, ghosts tend to pop up in locations where they have significant ties. That could be debatable. Someone who definitely had a tie to the building was the first owner, Richard Martin Lester. Stop right there. Hold it. Back your truck up. I am recently watching, before I forget, a new show. It's called, um, oh my God, Patty, don't forget the name of it. Oh my God, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> Anyways, it's on sci-fi. Oh shit, what's it called? Surreal Estate? Anyways, it's a neat concept. I really love the concept. It's these, It's a realtor agent who goes to homes before they're sold and if they have spirits they move the spirits on or what they capture them or whatever they need to do there's only like five episodes it's on sci-fi it's called i think surreal realty and the main owner of the realty company is like a medium or something he could detect a ghost and obviously they elaborate quite a bit because you know it's tv but I like the idea of it because you guys, personal invest, personal private investigators, that's what we do. We go into homes that are haunted or have spirits or whatever it may be. And we help them. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? That kind of stuff, right? So I really love the concept of this. I'm thinking maybe they went to a TV show because they couldn't get it in the... <laughs> without the paranormal shows, maybe they couldn't get what they're looking for. So they went for a actual uh, scripted show. Anyways, Rain is what the app said. So, surreal real estate, I think it's called. Okay, back to the story. I had to share that, otherwise I was going to get sidetracked. Okay, so Martin Lester was the original owner of this home. Keith researched the home's history at the Georgia Historical Society and the Bull City Street Library and found Richard's name to add to the inn's website. Uh, When I went to the library, I found his death certificate on file. The cause of death was listed as a strangulation by hanging suicide. No. Nothing I've ever, nothing I've found or, or Keith has found points to reason for Richard to commit suicide. I was going to say, why would he commit suicide? He was only 50. Uh, he was a successful lawyer with a wife and three daughters. As far as I know, no note was left. Hmm. While Keith 
admits he never had an experience with Richard's ghost, he definitely still he is definitely still around. And it seems he's collected some of his belongings. What? Somewhere around 2010, some people who had bought documents at an auction reached out to him. All the documents had the same name on them. They were there was one photograph on the back of the photograph it said Richard Martin Lester. They decided the documents belonged to the Galloway house. They just handed me this box and said, I think these have been here before. Each suite now has one of those documents framed on the wall. That's very cool. Richard's picture, desk, and diploma of Yale hang in the corner near the entrance. Nice. Keith is clearly still perplexed about why Richard would kill himself, but he thinks there may be a connection to the timing of Richard's father. According to old newspapers clippings covering the death and funeral arrangements, Daniel Lester was already on his way from Oklahoma to visit his son in Savannah. He was met at the station, told of his son's death, and immediately led to the funeral. Since it was a suicide, Richard's funeral was held in his home instead of a church. He was buried at Bonaventure Cemetery. So any of you guys lives out in... um, Savannah, Georgia, go to the Bonaventure Cemetery and look for Richard's uh, headstone. See if you could talk to him. Ask him, why did he commit himself? Did you commit yourself? Or, good Lord, I'm sorry. Did you commit suicide? If so, why? So if any of you guys are real paranormal investigators and you live in the Savannah, Georgia area, go out there and check it out. Let me know what you get. Five years ago, after his son's death, Daniel Lester would also be buried in the same cemetery, but his large headstone would be put in front of Richard's, completely hiding it from view of anyone passing by. Well, I backtrack my story, so you have to look for Daniel's headstone permit. Uh, I just spit it there because I saw it on the app. So there you go, you have to look for Daniel Lester in front of Richard. Was it Daniel's way of shielding his sons from prying eyes? I'm not sure, but it did make it hard for me to find. Keith tells me that multiple guests have had experience with Richard, or at least some spirit in the house. There were some women from Michigan who were staying in the back bedroom. One of them heard a noise, and she sat up. At the foot of the bed, there was a man standing. She screamed, bloody murder. It was like the neighborhood woke up, and he just vanished. It turns off for a second. See, I never have any luck with that. I don't know why. At the time, Keith shrugged it off as a power of suggestion and being in an old home that sometimes makes strange sounds, right? Right. Then I had a carpenter. His name was Kelly. He was a good old boy from small town Georgia, drove a pickup truck, and didn't talk much. He just said to me out of the blue one day, you know, I've seen him here. That Lester guy. According to the carpenter, Richard's ghost-like ghosts like to hang out on the third floor in broad daylight. Keith tells me another group booked a room just to try to communicate with Richard because he was concerned about them accidentally burning the house down with candles or scaring other... Oh. He told them they could conduct their paranormal business in the backyard. Oh, I see, I see. So they told him they were going to do a paranormal investigation. Don't do that. Just go in the hotel room, close the door, lock it up, and do your paranormal investigating. Don't use candles, man. Especially if you're in uh, a hotel. That's not cool. Because you got to be more um, responsible. But I get it. Now, according to the couple, they were able to speak to Richard. He told them he liked the changes to the house, but as soon as they mentioned his death, he vanished. Okay, this is getting really cool, guys. 
The strange history of the home isn't promoted on the Galloway's, Galloway House Inn's website. It's hard to say, man. Words are hard, I tell you. Words are fucking hard. But it isn't really hidden either. Keith is upfront about the funeral home and Richard's death if people ask him. I run a business. I don't really want to be inter- I don't really want to be entertainment. I feel it's a sad situation. Somebody ended their own life. It's a bit ghoulish to promote it. We just tell the people to respect you know, respect the situation. I agree, said the person who's writing the story, which I forgot their name. <laughs> Richard Martin Lester was a real person. He clearly had troubles. While I love sorry. While I love hearing about people's ghostly encounters as haunted inns, the experience here seems to have an undercutting of tragedy that pulls at the heartstrings. I can't speak for Richard personally, but per- I can't speak for Richard, but personally, I'm happy his haunted home isn't on any ghost tours. Well, that was a good story. Where am I here? I like that. Usually when I read those, I don't always read the most popular haunted places. Because people, you all know about those haunted places already, right? Why tell you more about it? Well, that podcast went freaking fast. It's almost already 40 minutes into it. Holy cow, I'm running out of time. Oh my god, panic, run! So... Thank you again, Larry and Chris. You know who you are. For messaging me on Facebook. It means so much to me. Thank you for reaching out to me. Although I hate that term. Thank you for contacting me. <laughs> and on my Facebook Messenger through... Uh, whoa, the KU's, light, K2's lighting up. What? No, not now. You guys can't light up now. <laughs> I'm getting ready in the podcast. Anyways, maybe I was too close to the phone. Yeah, well, okay, I think it's the phone. Wait, wait, hold on. I don't know. Anyways, we'll dismiss that. Thank you for reaching out for me on Facebook. I apologize, uh, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Our our Facebook Messenger has that auto, automation mation message that comes up, says, hi, and blah, blah, blah. Just ignore that. I don't know how, how to change that. So, But, same story. Once I hit 200 plays on this one, I will be back again. And Larry... Go ahead and keep sharing your stories with me. I appreciate it. I do have the other part of your story for the next podcast. I'm going to hold off and save for that. And anybody else you have stories, please share it. I absolutely love it. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have any stories. It's been quiet. So, oh well. I'll just keep playing with my spirits in the house that I think I have here. (laughs) Maybe I have nobody. No, I know there's there's something here. I, I can't think of anything new. Um, I have my friend Eric from Epic Paranormal. He got to do the Conjuring, Conjuring House uh, investigation last night, which is cool. Um, that's about it. I listened to the new Amy Bruni uh, Paranormal podcast. I didn't like it very much at all, you guys. I was not impressed by it at all. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So, yeah. Um, anyways, you guys. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and reaching out to me. It means a hell of a lot. You have no idea. So you guys have enjoy your summer. Enjoy your week that's coming ahead. Keep your heads up. Keep smiling. Stay scared. And you guys take care. And I'll be back. This is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.